Hello there, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Sieberg, and I'm your host. Today, I will be talking to Olaf Wilmsmeyer from Harting and Peter Altes from AIM about the OPC UA companion specification for auto ID devices. Olaf and Peter will explain us what the AIM association is. They'll talk about the role of auto ID in the context of industrial IoT, about the motivation for AIM to consider a common interface for auto ID devices, why they chose OPC UA as their basis, its status and synergies between wireless sensor networks and auto ID. Okay, let's hear what they have to tell us. Hello, Olaf. Hello, Peter. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hello, Peter. I'm fine. Thanks. Hi. Olaf, please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about yourself, your company, Harting, and your involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation. My name is Olaf, Olaf Wilmsmeyer. I'm working within Harting. I am already active since 25 years in the automation machinery market and since the last 10 years mainly focused in the auto ID and RFID business. Harding as a company, private owned, privately owned, providing solutions for connectors, connectivity, data, power, signaling, uh, information transferring and co connectivity and as well edge computing devices and RFID devices. Harting has already shown in 2013 the first, I guess even the worldwide first demo with an RFID device communicating via OPC UA on the SPS exhibition in 2013. Peter, say for you. My name is Peter Altes, and I'm the managing director of AIM Germany, which means AIM for the German-speaking markets in Austria, Switzerland, and Germany since um, 2016. And AIM is um, the association for the auto ID industry, which means the industry which provides technical solutions, systems integration, and software solutions for all auto ID technologies like optical technologies, like barcode and so on, and for sure the electronical auto ID technologies um, like the um, well-known RFID family. And as AIM Germany, um, we are integrated in a global network of um, national chapters and um, organizations like AIM Global and AIM Europe. And there we are working together with um, several partners in um, different um, organizational or technical areas. And one of our major partners is the OPC Foundation, which we are talking about today, um, OPC UR as a link for the OPC Foundation as well as for AIM. And we are involved um, in each other organization um, via working groups, corporations, joint exhibitions, speaker exchange, and for sure also joint marketing campaigns. Today we will be talking about the OPC UA companion specification for auto ID devices. Please tell us what are auto ID devices? What do they do? Okay, so auto ID means in the long term automatic identification. 
and um, identification is a major step in all industrial processes. Either it's um, a physical process by a person or it's an automatic process by machines. And it means two objects, including people, have to identify each other. And this works with auto-ID devices like readers or RFID gates or barcode scanner, who everybody knows, for example, from the supermarkets. And for sure, this family will be added by systems like a sensor systems, which are detecting parameters um, like pressure and um, things like this. And in addition to these identification devices, we have a second group of devices like, for example, printers and technical definitions for interfaces and so on. And auto-ID devices as a main task, just you know, to say um, they are collecting data and they're exchanging data in these identification processes. And these data will be provided for major IT systems, either in logistical processes or in production processes. And the data will be brought into the cloud or into um, company systems in um, managing um, in manufacturing execution systems or in ERP systems. And that's what we are providing the basic technology for. And with um, look to the future, the process will be able to become turned around. So the auto ID devices also might receive in the near future orders from the IT systems of a company or from the cloud and give these orders directly into the logistical process or the production process. So that's in a brief um, what it is about. Yes. AIM has been one, if not the driver behind the OPC Way companion specification for auto ID devices specification. Let's spend a bit more time understanding who they are and what they do. Peter, can you please tell us? Out of our point of view, we think um, we are the driver of um, auto ID and um, OPC UA because for sure we are the association for this industry. And well, for sure, without OPC Foundation, we couldn't succeed. But in this relation, I think we are really the combination of two organizations who were on the very top of this development. And as we are a association um, which is mainly driven by small and medium-sized companies, but also for, by global players, um, I might um, name some companies as uh, one of our partners in this podcast, Olaf Wimsmeyer from Harting. So Harting is one of the major drivers, not, not only in AIM, but also in the OPC UA um, discussion and in the companion specification. And for sure, we have well-known companies like Katrain, for example, or big medium-sized companies like Baluf or Turk and um, automation partners like Leutze und SIG. And we have also companies like, for example, Logopack, Escolab, and um, some smaller companies like um, Neosit, for example, and um, Microsenses. And as well, we have um, companies like Avus, for example. And um, which is very important, um, we also have research and development partners as members in our association and for sure as partners in the AIM Working Group Systems Integration, which is responsible for the OPC UA process, which means Fraunhofer Institutes and several others. So that's a brief view into the list of partners which are driving within AIM all the companion specification and all the questions of auto ID and OPC UA. Is 
aim typically involved in global standardization? Um, yes, for sure. So standardization is um, one of the um, major issues of AIM. And AIM was founded around about 40 years ago in the U.S. And they started as a organization which was allowed to allocate number systems like you might know from GS1 as well. And AIM is allowed to um, give input, for example, to the global level of ISO standardization. And for sure, we are also working on the European level with um, CEN and CENELECT and um, on the German level as well, which is known under the DIN. This is one of our major issues and tasks to, to try to um, go for norms and standardization to make all the processes and the needs for uh, industry as well as for logistical processes more standardized. And um, that's what we are, for example, also um, working for in meetings in, in Berlin, in Vienna or in Brussels to reach out for common systems. Very important, for instance, at the moment is the overall globalization of the technology. That means a common frequency range over the whole world. So this is at the moment a topic where especially AIM is, is working on, and especially together with Brussels and all other European countries and the overall world. What is and what is the role of AutoID in the context of industrial IoT, also called IIoT? That's a very interesting question. And we as AIM are thinking um, that the AutoID technologies are the so-called enabling technology for all these processes. As I earlier mentioned, either in industrial production processes or in logistical processes, in, in, in supply chain processes, Machines, robots, then containers, for example, and packaging systems, um, all these objects need to communicate with each other. And communication starts with identification, which means is this object the right object for the next production process? Is this package the right package to, to become turned into the, the loop A instead of the loop B in a logistical system? And all this only works with a identification. And identification is based on identification technologies. And then that's the loop to the very beginning of our podcast. These are the optical technologies and the electronic technologies. And therefore, we are really self-conscious enough to say that's the enabling technologies and there is no digitalization and there is no creating of autonomous processes without auto-ID technologies. And also with a view into the future, it's not only a object-to-object -object communication in autonomous processes, it's also a communication which needs secure identification And secure is the buzzword. So security is one of our major tasks for the future to provide not only identification, but to provide secure identification so that all the objects not only know what the other object is, so that they know it for sure what the other object is. And therefore, that's the fundamentum of digital transformation of the economic processes in a whole. So that's our perspective of um, perception. So to, to summarize it, maybe in, maybe in a simple way, yeah, when we're talking about the next level of automation, yeah, so how to speak with an object, how to interact with a carton, how to interact with a pallet, how to interact with a metal pipe, 
all these kind of items are totally passive. They don't have an IP address, but everybody is looking forward to automate processes. So you need to find a way to communicate, minimum to identify, but maybe to hand over as well some uh, some data to such an object so that the data itself has a kind of brain and maybe even to combine it with sensor values. So this is what, what Outer ID is about. What was the motivation for AIM to consider a common interface for Outer ID devices? Indirectly, um, the answer was um, already given at an earlier um, part of the um, podcast. For us, it was perception that we have many, many auto ID devices like printers, gates, handhelds, and so on and so on. And um, these many different devices are still provided by many different providers, which means companies. And most of them have their own systems, which means software um, or in quotation marks, language systems. And to harmonize all these devices to each other and to harmonize these devices to the processes they are used in, like the production processes or the logistical processes, they need a kind of translator. They need a kind of common language. And this means interoperability. And this um, more, more or less necessarily leads to the question, how can we reach out for this kind of translation system? How can we reach out for a kind of interoperability? And this um, leads us to, yeah, we need a system which is able to translate, to transform all these languages, all the software systems on the level of the auto ID devices, as well as on the level of the interaction with industrial or logistical systems. And this leads us to the question, how can we reach out? And um, then it was very easy to say, well, we need a common language. And there was one option was UPC UA as a standard or as, as a system which might become a standard. And the target was faster and easier and more secure processes. And that's, once again, it's a question of standardization. And if we want to feed a global um, Internet of Things or a, in, a, in a more narrow sense, a industrial Internet of Things, we need a common language. So I guess you started kind of answering the next question, which would be why did you choose OPC UA as the basis for this common auto ID device interface? Yeah, so maybe let me let me explain this a little bit. As already shown or explained by Peter before, yeah, the, the challenge, first of all, is that if we agree that AutoID is one of the base technologies to fulfill the next level of our automation, that you need to find a way which is easy to, to access for everybody, and this is common for all the different kind of technologies from AutoID point of view, but as well very common already in the especially in the industrial world. So AutoID and OPC UA makes from this point of view absolutely sense. Yeah, OPC UA is the standard in communication in the industrial world and automation world um, is already is already the standard is already set. Everybody is aware of this. So because of this, this was one of the motivations of AIM to follow up with OPC as OPC UA as a common interface. In addition, of course, when we're talking about the, the German, yeah, the German word for IoT, of course, industry 4.0. If you go into the specifications, for instance, the Rami specifications, you will find as well that 
OPCUA is here referred as one of the solutions which would fulfill all the ideas and philosophies which are behind this kind of next level of automation. Please tell us a bit about the process of defining the OPCUA companion specification for auto ID devices. When did you start? What companies have been involved? Yeah, so this is a bit in, uh, a look into the history. So we started, I guess it was in 2014. Uh, there was one of our uh, working group uh, meetings. And uh, so we have discussed about how to go ahead in finding a good good way for interoperability. And so we, we came to the, to the conclusion that OpenCUA would be interesting for us as well from our ID point before, as described before. Yeah, so I guess it was me who brought it to the table. And of course, uh, other players like, like Siemens agreed in this. And so we, we pushed it in this direction. And this was a bit the motivation in 2014. The overall group uh, decided to go then in this direction. And already in 2015, we have been able at the Hanover Fair to come up with the first demo. So the first companies, I guess, involved was ICS as a software company, uh, Siemens and Harting. We have already shown that it is that we are able to communicate between different devices, between different kinds of software, and as well up to a backend into the Azure cloud from Microsoft. And this was a very easy way without much effort for the integration. And this is what we're looking for to make the base technology, again, the IoT and auto ID needs to fit together because auto ID is a base technology to make base technologies easy available for all the integrators and software programmers and, and so on. Yeah, so if you, if, if you want to learn more about the history, then in 2015, the first demo, in 2016, already the first release Uh, of the companion specification, which was a great success. Uh, so just two years to come up with a companion specification, I guess this was really a tough timetable, but we are more than happy to, to have been able to pro provide this already to the, to the world. Right. So what, what is the actual status then of the Opus UA companion specification for AutoID? Are you still actively improving the specification or is it done and over with yeah of course it's not done uh, so as as you know it better than me maybe you have to work on this and you have to you have to improve it all the time as already mentioned before in 2016 the first official release but we have been working very actively since then and we have designed an, an update of this version to especially with a focus on simplify the usage of the companion specification to make it as easy as possible as well for more simple devices to use it. For instance, if you want to exchange just the information, what was the last identified object to get this very easily without any complex functions and so on. So we have tried to work on this. In addition, We are working on a sensor integration. So outer ID and sensor, of course, is a topic which we have as well on our agenda. So the new release with a focus on simplifying the interface is already ready. It is under evaluation in the 
OPC Foundation Group. And uh, we hope uh, that everything is done and, and ready for the world, uh, accessible within the next few weeks. You just mentioned sensors. What about wireless sensor networks and outer ID? Do any combinations or synergies exist between them? Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, everybody, is a, yeah, everybody is interested in wireless sensor networks. Uh, to avoid uh, nasty cabling, um, I mean, even if I'm, I mean, we're a connector company and, and, and cable assembly company uh, mainly, but uh, yeah, of course, wireless technology is in the focus and you could combine especially UHF RFID with existing sensor technology so that you are able to hand over wireless sensor values like humidity, temperature, for instance, and even battery-free, uh, so the energy is coming really from the electromagnetic field from a RFID communication. So this is very interesting, especially for the harsh environmental industry. Yeah, so battery-free, maintenance-free, of course, everybody loves it. Um, I like to add on this point, um, you can see how important sensor systems and wireless sensor networks are for us, that we recently founded a new working group with an AIM, which is mainly focused on the relation between auto ID technologies, as just mentioned by Olaf, UHF, RFID and sensors, where we discuss not only the interaction between RFID and sensor systems, but also discuss how these systems work in common with the so-called sensor tech. And we are working together with IOLink Consortium. And as far as we are informed, there is a cooperation group between the IOLink Consortium and the OPC Foundation, as it is on RFID level between AIM and the OPC Foundation. And this um, shows a little bit maybe what the value for the sensor discussion for us is as well. Yeah. You Obviously, regard the OPC UA companion specification for auto ID devices as a success story. That's great. Please tell us what has been the major difference from having the specification in the market today with when that was not the case some years ago. Yes, as tried already to mention before, I mean, the situation before was really that every vendor and every technology, every auto ID technology has often its own communication interface, which makes it quite uncomfortable to use different kind of technology, especially from different kind of vendors. So from end user point of view or system integration point of view, and this makes their life not really easy. If you have looked to the today status of the OPC UA companion specification, you will find a lot of vendors, different kind of vendors who are supporting this already in their devices with different kind of technologies. So that means it doesn't matter if you're using barcode, if you're using 2D code integration or RFID integration. So everything is done by the same interface and vendor and technology independently. Okay, we're getting to the end. Is there any activity or development you have experienced lately, activities scheduled in the next few months or a final thought that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, well, we, as, as Olaf already mentioned, um, we try to update the companion specification as a kind of continuous improvement process. 
not day by day, but months by month, I would like to say. And we are planning new releases at least every two years. And Olaf already mentioned um, the presentation dates, which are usually um, the Hanover Fair for Industry, which just was postponed into July. And we have meetings, personal meetings and telephone conferences, conference calls in our working group on systems integration, which is responsible for the OPC UA topics. And what else we do? We do um, interoperability workshops with automation partners. And these automation partners and we really work live with OPC UA as an interface. And these workshops show us what works and what maybe does not work. So we have um, continuously um, input for updates and more detailed um, specifications within the um, companion specification. And maybe all of you, you like to add something on the so-called node set. Oh, yes. So all the information for the new companion specification is already um, mentioned before is available. Um, so feel free to contact us if you're interested to get it. Of course, you will find the information as well on the OPC Foundation site for sure. Yeah, as Peter already mentioned, there is an idea or we have planned to have a discussion session as well on Hanover Fair, even if this is now postponed. We hope that we could get all the speakers as well in, in July to, to have a, an open discussion about OPC UA and Auto ID. In addition, I want to highlight that the working group, the AIM working group is active as described before, and we are more than open for new participants. So everybody who is willing to spend time and effort to improve the overall companion specification is more than invited via this podcast. And there's maybe a very important um, hint. The companion specification is available for companies which are interested as well on the AIM webpage in the so-called download center as on the web pages of the OPC Foundation. Um, everybody who is willing to use it is welcome to use it. And that's a very important step um, the OPC Foundation and AIM did. In the past, it was for members only. And um, recently, we decided to make it public because there is no standard without being public. And therefore, whoever wants to use it, Go to our download center on AIM-DDE and you will find the companion specification in the updated versions. Olaf, Peter, thanks a lot for sharing your experience regarding the OPC UA companion specification for AutoID devices. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about the AutoID or other OPC UA companion specifications or other pieces of the OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or are interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the OPC UA companion specification working groups, or maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL, uh, also the URL of AIM, and the mail address in the podcast notes. In future editions, I will be doing interviews with guests from Microsoft, the Industrial Kitchen Equipment Association, and many others on such topics as cloud, certification, and further companion specifications. 
It was great to have you with us today. If you liked what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. Olaf, Peter, thank you very much for having been my guest today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.